Yeah, I like the metronome. Yeah. Love whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Here it comes. What? Home run, Mike Moore. Great job Home getting run. us back on Hat the trick. air. First time. First, first time what? 2020. Is that true? Yeah. Well, we've had other podcasts since the beginning of the Right, year. right. But this is the first time we've sat here in the studio and recorded in 2020. And, and you were just a tad rusty, weren't you? Super rusty. Have you seen any... Um, Honey, funny 2020 church signs. I have no idea what that might like, even uh, be. Like 2020, um, perfect eyesight is found in following Jesus. Do you get it? No. Okay. No, no. I just uh, made, it, made that one up. Uh, that that does it. Well, anyways, uh, it's so good. Can you keep the music going just yeah, a little yeah, longer? Yeah, yeah. Okay, can, we, can I just breathe a little bit with the music? I needed that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mike Moore himself in person in the new year 2020 and me, David Fitch, with you on a new Theology on Mission podcast where theology meets mission. The questions of engaging our culture for Christ and his kingdom. Welcome back to 2020, Mike Moore. It's good to be here. I'm a... I'm excited for this, for this podcast. Are you really? Yeah, I am. Yeah, that's that's your excited voice. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> I haven't looked at it. I I I I know the topic. That's about it. And I'm looking at the notes, and I'm it's just freaking you out. I'm just laughing because you you use four different fonts when you type these notes. <laughs> do, do you, you just can't, you just can't oh, keep the same yeah. font like. Do, do you type a paragraph and then the next paragraph you're like uh, Times New Roman? I have no idea. Ariel. Uh, uh, folks, Bell I'm in the midst of uh, working on a couple of lectures for Azusa Pacific University February 3rd. And I hope you get this podcast on before February 3rd. So at least oh, those nice. of you who are hearing it right now, say on a nice warm Saturday morning in Southern California, mm. might make your way over. Nice. Yeah. Uh, where I'm going to be talking on the subject of right side of history, question mark. Or wrong side of power? How do we discern God's work in the world as the church, and uh, specifically relationship to its relationship to power? It's, it's going to be, be good. good. I tell you, if you come, you will not be disappointed. Uh, all three of you who are listening right now, I thoroughly invite you. <laughs> That's my birthday, so thanks for celebrating by giving an outstanding lecture. All right. So should we get to the topic? Yeah, let's do it. Are you ready? <laughs> I am so ready. Uh, I've never been more ready for a podcast in my truth, life. This, you are sounding a little more excited than normal. <laughs> okay, here's here's where it all happened on my Facebook page. Okay. Which, by the way, is Facebook slash FitChest, for those of you who wish to follow me. And you have room um, for a couple of friends, right? Uh, okay, I've been told not to talk about that. Okay, never mind. Okay. Moving on. Anyways, here's what I said on that Facebook page. Voluntarism is the enemy of mission engagement hmm. voluntarism is the enemy of mission engagement in other words and then i go on to say in organizing a church to be in mission 
resist the impulse to organize people into mission projects. Don't organize people into mission projects. Instead, lead people as to commit to a place, regular presence in a place, praying for this place, its people, so as to discern what God's doing by his spirit so that when the time is ripe, you can preach the gospel. When the time is right, you can join God at work. Instead of making mission projects, now I am kind of riffing off of this, you can make justice projects uh, that you can recruit volunteers for. Your Hmm. initial kind of reaction to that, Mike Moore, volunteerism is the enemy of mission engagement. What's your reaction Uh, to that phrase? Well, I... I I think I just have a bunch of questions. Like when you're critiquing it, are you critiquing people in the church trying to get volunteers? No. Okay. Go ahead. Are you, you're critiquing people who are volunteering at like a local animal shelter, food shelter. Okay. 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 No, I, I, I'm asking. Well, no, I, I am critiquing this inclination of all pastors leaders, organizational people in church, to organize the church from the center out. Okay. Uh, Build programs Mm -hmm. and then, keywords, and then rally the church, recruit volunteers for this program. I got you. That's what I call volunteerism. Yes, yes. And I think it's the enemy of mission engagement. What do you think, Mike Moore? Um, I was at a church recently. Is, um, is I, it a church that might know the church you're talking about by no, hearing you talk about it? No. So this is going to be an anonymous story. This is, this is an anonymous church, but I was at this church uh, okay, very good, recently. Because we don't want to call any churches out yeah, no, no, on the air. No, not calling them out. Um, but uh, I, think I, saw, I, I think I saw evidence of this, if I'm on the right track with you, where the pastor preached a sermon on the body of Christ and each part doing its part in the body of Christ. And then immediately after the service, you could go out to the foyer, and there were different booths set up where you could sign up to volunteer for different programs in the church. Is that an example? Right. So that's volunteerism. If this, you know, if, if it kind of promotes the kind of habit in a Christian uh, that I've got to volunteer, I've got to contribute my two hours a week. Yeah. For some people, more like two hours a month, and mm-hmm. check that one off, and go back to my regular everyday life, and feel good about it. By the way, so when you think about the question, what is a volunteer? It's someone who contributes his or her time for a particular endeavor, goes and does it, and then leaves that place and goes back to their everyday lives. Okay, a volunteer. I'm gonna sign up to volunteer at the YMCA for two hours a month, go there, coach hockey, do the thing, and then leave. Mm-hmm. Coach hockey could be one, yes. Although I, I, I will try to describe, if you bring this up again, <laughs> I will try to describe why I think maybe coaching hockey for me is not merely a volunteer <clears throat> sure. organization. Uh, uh, so that's what a volunteer does. Now, when we're a volunteer, let me just probe a little deeper here. Okay. When we are a volunteer, there's almost a default to do things on my own effort. I'm going to ask you about this, whether you agree, but I'm accusing the volunteer idea as 
defaulting us into thinking, oh, I'm going to contribute my time, my energy. I'm going to donate my money, energy, and time for this good project to get something done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, and we, we are joining as individuals, leaving our everyday lives to volunteer to a project, donate our time and energy, and then leave and go back home. Okay. There's a default. There's just a habit that's invoked there that employs my own efforts. Okay. I, I know that that could be challenged. It doesn't always have to be yeah. the case. But I'm thinking it could be a default. What do you think? Well, I I, I think you're being... I, I just think you Challenge might me, be being ahead. a little, little too critical. So Me? A little too critical? For, no. <laughs> I mean... At, at, at your at your church, don't you need people to quote unquote volunteer to do something? Like we need somebody to bring the Eucharist elements. We need somebody to help out with the youth. We need somebody to teach Sunday school. Yeah, yeah. Right okay. now, all across the country, all fifty-two people that are listening to this podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. fifty-three, it's gone up from three to fifty-two, <laughs> uh, are saying, you know what, Mike Moore? That's exactly what I was. That thinking. is. That's yeah. exactly right. Uh, so, uh, so two comments. One. It does not always have to be this case. We can't enter as individuals by the power of the Holy Spirit into a project and allow God to work. So you're right, probably overstepping. Okay. I But I have in my mind two people who came up to me when I was pastoring Life on the Vine. Yeah, that's a church in the northwest suburbs. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sent to Peace of Christ Church in Westmont, a west, slightly southwest, second ring suburb of Chicago. Anyways... A little geography lesson for those of you who don't know Chicago. But, uh, um, and I'm thinking about when we were up there, and I had a person come to me and said, We're leaving your church. And I go, Really? Yeah, we just want to go to this larger church, name shall not be mentioned, that has a justice center on the campus. Okay. And it's so convenient to just sign up and and give my two or three hours right, right, a month. Right. And it's just, and I really believe in justice. Yeah. Do you hear that? Believe in justice. Yeah. And this helps me do it better. And I'm walking away going after a few curse words. <laughs> sanctified, <laughs> holy discontent. Uh, and thinking to myself, is that really justice or is that voluntarism? Right. That right. Me- that's convenient. Yeah, for- yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and in the process the default is this is gonna be my effort. And I'm going to get it out of the way, and I'm going to feel better about myself. It's a, it's Do you a, see how the habits can be formed? Yeah, there? I, I, I can see it. I can also see where people need on ramps into those practices. I'm just going to keep challenging. Go for it. J- um, people so, all around the country, all four, <laughs> four of them listening right now, are saying, Man, "Finally, our, he's kicking his." You know what? Our audience is rapidly <laughs> changing in size. Uh, some people just need on ramps, so th- they want to practice justice. They want to be in proximity to people who are on on the margins, and this is a this is a step in. I think a lot of people just don't know how to do it. So you see a volunteer opportunity. It's like this will give me proximity. This will guide me into how to do justice in some. I, I'm not gonna say it's justice completely, but it gives them a, a stepping stone. All right. So I'm going to make one comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say. Yes, I agree. 
People do need on-ramps. A good leader, a good organizer of the church, the kingdom of God, will provide people on-ramps into places of ministry. I'm going to get to that okay. at the end of our podcast. I don't know. You haven't gotten to the second no, page of no. my notes yet. Just a lot of things here. But, but in the meantime, let me just... Okay, so you didn't like my first complaint about volunteerism, Mm -hmm. that it basically creates a default to do things on my own effort in a passive kind of in-and-out kind of way, kind of like In-N-Out Burger for those people who know what I'm talking about. Uh, It makes me feel uh, good in the moment, but it dissipates quite quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyways, second thing. So volunteerism, in my opinion, defaults. Uh, to a mentality of doing things in my own effort, uh, in my own time frame, for my own convenience. Second thing is volunteerism, I want to say, works against presence. Okay, presence. Now, I see, as people have read maybe this book called Faithful Presence by David Fitch, Mm -hmm. I, I believe presence is the key to the way God works in the world. But volunteerism works against presence. Think about it with me, Mike Moore. Okay. When you sign up for two or three hours to join a project, I say a project, Mm -hmm. you don't know the people that you're going to go volunteer to do the project on, (laughs) sorry, or with. It's a very clear preposition. Yeah. It's hard to listen to people very quickly if you're signing up for two sure. or three hours, even a week, or to gain this sense that there's a space of his presence here from which we can discern what he's doing. Yes. And therefore, the default is we end up doing things for people versus doing things with people. Mm-hmm. Volunteerism, I contend, works against presence because it trains us to think about doing things for people, now I am talking about justice projects, but really anything we do in the church, as opposed to doing things with people. Okay. Now maybe have I got your attention? Yes. Yes. Really? I am. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm sold on. If you're going to make this dichotomy between projects and people, I'm absolutely sold. M- my thing is, if a project can lead towards presence with people, I think it's okay. Dude, you almost you almost have me there. Uh, I'm thinking if yes, a mm-hmm. project can lead to with, but yeah. I am afraid it actually works the opposite. It it can work the opposite, but I think it can also work. For, so, example from my own life, I used to do this after school kids club back in college, where you go for like an hour, you do some mentoring with some kids, you know, homework help. Mm-hmm. But I built a relationship with a young boy there and his family, and then that developed into um, me kind of being incorporated into the family, going to the house, having a relationship with the family over a period of a couple of years. But so, but that began with a project, and it ended with me being able to be present with those people. Uh, okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm not only okay with that, I'm happy about that. What I want to suggest, on the other hand that it often works in reverse. So, uh, you know, part of, let me try to explain what I'm trying to say. When I say (laughs) to you, it often works in reverse. Um, There were, at our church, three spaces, and and people who are listening from Peace of Christ, bear with me, uh, because I'm going to get to, I mean, I think this is really good what our church is doing. 
but I just want to use this as an illustration, at least as I see it and the dangers that are there at peace of Christ. So there's three. Sure. So we came, we have been discerning and trying to help people find locations of ministry and presence in our neighborhood. Mm. And we discerned with the elder group, uh, three spaces where people are already active and busy, uh, present, uh, with, uh, the work of the kingdom. One is our schools. The second is this thing called Safe Families, which is a wonderful oh, ministry. Yeah. You probably know it. And we have a, a wonderful person, woman in our church leading that ministry and participating in it. And then we have this thing called the Common Closet, which is actually on uh, in the building that we use uh, for our church. And we decided... Uh, you know, these are going to be the places of presence. And we decided people need an on-ramp. So um, uh, we just, we made some announcements and uh, almost immediately, I think there was some discontent that people weren't signing up uh, for these ministries. And what mm-hmm. my fear was, and a couple of other people's fear was, oh, if we give people too easy omrants to go work in the school, right, right, uh, they're going to put in two hours and come home and not be present in the schools. They're going to put in a couple, donate uh, uh, a couple of reams of, of of diapers or whatever you call those packages of diapers, oh, safe yeah. families, and cha-ching, and, mm-hmm. and check off, and I help, boom, shakalaka, I did my justice <laughs> ministry. Common cl- well, instead, okay, what I want to uh, suggest, that's, a, that's like a default. Okay. That is very quickly, uh, especially for people in privilege, it's very easy for people to go to that default. Sure. They've got the money. They've got a little extra time. They can fit it in, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you're messing around with the uh, yeah. computer. Is everything I, okay? I'm just changing the levels really You made quickly. me a little nervous. No, you're good. Okay. Uh, so I suggest, you're listening, Mike Moore? Yes. I suggest instead of a project for people, we need to see ministry play as spaces, as places, as geographical locations, mm-hmm. uh, cultural places where there's stuff going on of social interaction and activity where we can say God is at work in the discernments in this place. So we just, we just don't go to the schools to... Um, volunteer a couple hours of time to uh, help with the uh, after-school program. Mm -hmm. We see this as a place of multiple interactions and relationships where I will make this a regular part of my life and I will be present there regularly, same time, preferably every week at the same time, Mm -hmm. and and pray and and be present to what God's doing there so that when the time comes... And, and uh, somebody reveals what's going on in their life or something happens that's a conflict or something that God can work in. We can call people into a relationship with God and recognize what he's doing and facilitate their coming into the kingdom and participating in the kingdom as well. So, that, so we go from seeing this as a project Mm-hmm. to a place where God is at work that I have committed to make part of my everyday life on a regular basis. Okay. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think so. So in all those three places that I mentioned at our church, Peace of Christ, there, I, I, we fear there's a default to just 
Oh, give me an on-ramp to help me figure out how to do something for you in this group. And it becomes something for you instead of with you and with the relationships that are all around these activities that God wants to yeah, work in. Yeah, I mean, for, for it to move from volunteering to presence, does that change the capacity that's required of a person? Because I, I think your impulse is right. The reason why a lot of people are drawn to volunteering is because it's a two-hour three-hour time slot that fits in their week. So are you, are you suggesting that people should be spending more time in these places? Actually, no. Okay. I'm actually saying understand this space as part of their everyday life. Mm-hmm. Instead of spending three hours going to a place and leaving, see these three hours as part of who I am, mm-hmm. what I do, what I love and commit to being present to this place, praying for this place, and making it part of your everyday life. Okay. So at least, I mean, part of what you're sounds like you're talking about is a little bit of an internal or change or a posture, a change of posture. But, yes. But you're talking about increasing the rhythms because you're using this word every day. Um, I'm using what? Every day? You're using the word every day. Yes, I'm using the word every day. Mean Not necessarily that I'm there every day, mm-hmm. but regularly making this part of my everyday life. So I go to this bar. I'm not going to mention the name on air because I don't want everybody showing up. <laughs> right. Because I don't want to overwhelm the bar. And I don't want the bar to see, I don't want them to see that my bar is a project. It's right. not. I'm there as part of, of three to, it's an amazing bar there's amazing confluence of factors and people that come together for various mm-hmm. reasons to be together in this bar and i hang out in this bar three hours a week and it's part of my everyday life and i'm getting to know people people are getting to know me i'm getting to know various certain social cultural dynamics of this place what women go there for versus what men go there for right why why there's a certain demographic there we, we play jeopardy every uh, afternoon if i can get there before four o'clock uh-huh. oh yeah jeopardy it's part of my everyday <laughs> so some people from your church are volunteering at the school and you're volunteering at the bar <laughs> okay look dude it's not volunteering it's part of my everyday sorry, life sorry okay so i want to volunteer with you <laughs> uh, more than volunteering more than just being volunteers people become regular people who live in this place too Okay. And they become part of the sociodynamics of this place. They become part of it. No longer volunteer. At this school, you are a part of the school. You are loved in the school. You love people in this school. Mm-hmm. So I've got like four suggestions as to how to organize uh, presence in the neighborhood for God's justice. Okay. That if you follow, you might just overcome the volunteerism that is the enemy of mission engagement. Okay. Are you, you ready? You got four? Uh, we got to go quick because we're running okay, out I'm of ready. time. Ready. Okay, and I'm going to go f- quick, and I want your comment in one minute or less. <laughs> that, that'll be easy. Okay, first, um, it's not on the notes here in case okay. you were looking. <laughs> That's all right. Um, instead of organizing from the center out, look for apostles in your church who can be the first ones to go to the place understand the place, get a vision for the place, mm-hmm. un- and, and then call other people to come in there with them in presence. Okay. Apostles, not center out. Look for your apostles. Yes. What do you say to that? One oh, minute yeah. or less. Uh, yes, do exactly that. I, I, I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of my gifting is the apostolic thing. So 
Uh, Mike, this podcast is not about you. It's I, I I know it's not. I <laughs> I, I I'm just saying. I I'm just saying. In most of the congregations I've been in, I think this is the role that I've played is connecting people to the things that are going on All outside right. the church. Number two, help people see this is not a project to be done, but a social space to participate in. Good. Shape it in their imagination that way not as a project for you to get done for you to feel better about yourself although you will feel eventually better about yourself it's a social space to participate in yes first thing is apostles seek the apostles first Mm -hmm. second god's presence is at work uh no i mean sorry second is uh more than a project this is a social space to participate in Thirdly, this is a place where God's presence is at work. In fact, every before I go to my place, I, I pray the epiclesis. I pray, Lord, be present in this place. Make your presence known. Make your presence real in this place. Can we shape people to understand that God's presence is the way he works? He's there before you. Will you see this as an arena for yes. God's presence? Yes. Yeah, that, that's a practice that I think I've been woeful but um slowly the lord's opening my eyes up a little more to before i go to places like the gym or the coffee shop or this nursing home that i these three places i go to on a regular basis to pray before i go in there it changes everything when i pray before i go in those places and then the last one is so first is uh seek the apostles second not a project to be done but a social space to participate in third and and a arena or imagination for God's presence at work. I emphasize, pray the epiclesis. Then lastly, this is not a place where I go. This is part of the rhythm of my everyday life. Even though I only go to uh, the bar um, Thursday afternoons, it's part of, it feeds into the rhythm of my life and out of the rhythm of my life. This is the place where I go to be known and to know other people, and it's part of my life. Those are the four tips on how to to get people out of voluntarism and into presence. You know, Matthew 25 talks about uh, uh, Jesus and, and the parable mm-hmm. of the uh, sheep and the goats. And Lord, uh, we when we were giving... Uh, uh, the, the, he's separating the sheep from the goats. And the ones who are in his kingdom are the ones who were with people, giving them a cup of water when they needed it, uh, clothes to the naked, uh, being with the people in prison. Uh, and then they say, but Lord, we didn't know. When were you there? We didn't see you there. And, and the point I think of that parable, at least this specific point is, it was part of their everyday lives. They were with these people who were hurting, and Jesus was there with them. But um, it wasn't like they were doing something special and extraordinary. No, this was part of their everyday life, and that's why they didn't recognize the the specialness of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something to be learned from that parable. Let us teach people how to be present with God's presence among the hurting and not turn it into a volunteer project to help people. Although, by the way, they could be on-ramps to bigger things. All right, well, that's it for today's podcast, Mike Moore. Uh, I think you have a little bit of editing to do. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. Um, and I will be at Azusa Pacific University talking about how we discern God's work in the world through discerning being on the right side of power, the wrong side of worldly power. Hope you'll join with me on that on Monday. Any other announcements? Mm, uh, we have the 
Brady Theology Mission Lectures coming up here in June. Yes, and we got Fleming Rutledge. Yeah, we're getting with Scott McKnight. We're getting we, quite the response. And we already. might even have Greg Boyd. So you better get yes. your tickets now. Yeah, because they are selling fast. And folks, it'll be a really good time. And we'll try to, even though Fleming can't be with us uh, on the breakfast, maybe you and I can host the breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she said she's going to sit down with you and I and have a little chat at the, the breakfast. Oh, no, well, for a podcast. For a podcast, okay. Anyways, folks, more details to follow. Please sign up ASAP. I know it's far away in June, but the tickets are going fast. Thanks for being with us on another episode. If you can, give us a review on uh, apples. 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 Apples and oranges (laughs) and bananas. (laughs) And we will see you next week, same time, same station, for Theology on Mission podcast. So long.